0: give us a scripture to learn and he's like oh I forgot he's like you know what he said I'll let you do any scripture you want just quote whatever scripture you want and he said and and then I'll give you your sticker and he went through all the other kids and they they did their verses and he got to me and I knew my verse it was two words and she said okay John what's yours I said Jesus wept He looked at me like he wanted to slap me, and he said, you know what, fine. He said, I'll put a sticker by your name, but you better tell me where that is. I said, John 1135, do you need help putting that sticker on the board, sir? In that moment, I believe he wanted to slap me silly, but there I was. I remember Brother Lowry teaching about the woman with the issue, and I I didn't really want to Ask really what it was. I, I sometimes when I was a child, I like to talk King James language, and I wanted to be like, what meaneth this? I don't understand. Like, but I didn't. I just kept my mouth shut and I nodded my head. And as I got older, I realized that this woman did not have a nosebleed. This woman did not cut herself. No. My eyes were open when I realized that this was a 12-year-old issue that this woman had. And this was a issue that no one could see. This issue or this problem, and I'm about to preach right now. This issue or problem was an issue that could not be seen by the physical eye. You see, this problem could not be seen by the outside. But this was an internal bleeding This woman was hemorrhaging. No one could see her problem. No one could see her pain. No one could see her issue. The issue she was dealing with was so easy to hide. It was so easy for her to keep it to herself. She was bleeding on the inside. And no one saw the pain the day-to-day people that was passing her would pass her by and not even know that she had an issue. I'll be honest with you, today as a child in Sunday school, I couldn't relate with this woman, but I was thankful for her healing. But as an adult and Living 35 years, I know that's not old, but in, in 35 years of my life, as an adult, I immediately begin to relate with this woman. I would say that some of you in this room, as I will begin to talk about this story, you too will be able to relate with this story. Because how many of us in this room have dealt with issues that no one can see? And how many of us have dealt with things that we kept to ourselves and will so easily Kept it and hid it from everybody else. Many of you in this room have walked into this room with situations that no one sees. You have problems and you have struggles that are so easily for you to hide. And though you walked into this room with a smile on your face, the truth is nobody sees where you are bleeding. It's a lonely experience to feel pain and suffering and to feel lonely. And with all of that, to realize that nobody sees my loneliness. Hmm. You see you walked into this room and no one could see the depth of your situation no one's walked in my shoes and no one understands what I'm facing and maybe you you didn't know that you could relate with this lady maybe you didn't understand but now as I begin to tell the story many of you in this room go oh because you too now can relate she had a 12 year issue 12 years she was dealing with pain 12 years she was suffering 12 years she was lonely and when she went to family gatherings no one saw the pain and when she hung out with her friends no one saw the bleeding she was doing this all by herself it was an issue that no one could see Ah, no one could see it It's hard enough to have pain and suffering, but add pain and suffering to the situation that nobody understands. To have pain and suffering in a situation to feel like nobody can see it. You're dying on the inside. And no one knows. They don't see what depresses you. The pastor doesn't see what dominates you. They only see what you show them. And you know what we have become professionals at, Brother Miller? we become professionals at faking happiness. Because we're told just to put a smile on your face and act like everything's fine. The whole time while we're bleeding on the inside. Even though people even though there are people that are around you and some of you in this room can walk and you have lots of people at your work and you come to church and you see all these people around you. It's crazy to have so many people around you but feel like nobody is close. Have you ever walked into a building? I know I'm preaching a little bit different today, but just just stay with me. Have you ever walked into a building and filled with people and you felt like yourself? Hmm. You're hurting and you walked in and, Surrounded by hundreds of people, but yet feeling like you're in a room all by yourself. See, I can just hear the moaning going on here in this room because many people have felt the same way. You walked in and you feel like, I just feel so lonely. I am here. You're hurting. And the people that are around you can't see that you're hurting. This woman in the Bible did not have an outward problem. You couldn't see where she was bleeding. It was hidden pain. And that's a tough place to be right to be in pain and no one sees it to be down and no one know to be struggling and feel like no one's there to help if you'd walk into this room and you were bleeding and you had a nosebleed i would immediately say excuse me sir you got a nose let me let me help you out i immediately would jump in right Many of you in this room would do that. If if I'm anywhere I'm at, and I believe every adult feels this way. If you're walking in the mall and you see a child that has something going on, I don't care who your mother and father is. I'm going to try to help. I can't just walk past someone that is hurting. I got to show compassion, right? I feel the compassion. I feel the love. And when I see it, I can do that. But what if I can't see it? if you were to walk in this room with bleeding on your arm we could try to figure that out I I wouldn't just pass you by I I would do everything I could to try to help you I I I would be there I I would do that why because there is an outward sign of pain an outward sign of pain will cause people to show compassion It will cause people to stop in their tracks and come help you immediately. They'll show love because it's hard not to show compassion when you see pain. But what if you don't see the pain? See, the real problem relies when it's hidden pain. See, I may not be preaching to everybody, but I know I'm preaching to someone that's got some hidden pain in the house. You got some hidden pain and no one knows about it. And you've been holding on to it for a long time. And you're hiding it and it's hidden pain and you don't know what to do. Pain that is caused by something that happened when you were a child. And you've been holding on to that for so long. (laughs) And no one knows it because you have not let anybody know. But yet this pain has been. You're bleeding on the inside from this pain. Pain that was caused by a close friend or. Close family member in your life, pain that was caused that pushed you into deep depression when you were all alone. But after all that pain that's just hiding it and you don't know what to do, some of you got church pain, you got pain in your life that you've been holding on because how someone treated you, something someone said. Some of you in this room got ministries and we want to use you so bad, but you got pain that you were hiding. And the anointing of God is still on you. And the calling of God is still on you. But you got hidden pain in your life. And though you showed up today, and I honor you for showing up today, you're bleeding on the inside. And you don't know what to do. You see, that's why all of a sudden, and now I can read this scripture and I can relate with this woman. Because she was bleeding in a place no one could see. You couldn't see it. You couldn't see where she was hurting. She was in a tough place. But see, I fear many of us in this room are in a tough place. We're dying and no one even knows. We're lonely and no one even knows. We got pain and no one even knows why. It's hidden. We're bleeding on the inside. And the Bible says in Mark, the people begin to press around Jesus. Jesus became a popular figure. And all these people knows what he can do. And they begin to push around. This woman was not by herself. But yet she felt so lonely. Thousands of people are around her. It amazes me that you can be around thousands and hundreds of people but yet feel so lonely. There she was. She was in the midst of all of these people. But yet no one could see her pain. I'm going to mess with your theology here. Please don't shoot me. But I just want to get, I, I do this to our youth. I just say some things and I, I try to I try to get them to think a little bit. But y'all, you, you know this account is in through the Bible. And, and when the woman touched, what did Jesus say? Does anybody know what Jesus said? Who touched me? Ain't it amazing to you that not even Jesus saw the pain? Oh, I'm preaching to someone right now. And some of you come at me like, what are you talking about? Jesus sees everything. He knows everything. You have to understand, Jesus was 100% man, and he was 100% God. So let me re-say that. The humanity couldn't see the hidden pain. Not even Jesus saw it. For who touched me? Now, I'm with you. I understand God sees everything, but the humanity did not see it. But see, you're walking into the church, and some of you in this place have been judging everybody that is around you because you're frustrated that they don't know what you're going through. They don't understand the pain you're going through. Their humanity can't see hidden pain. The pastor can't see hidden pain. Pain. You've been holding on to it for so long, and you've been hiding it. Oh, you're you, you're a professional at hiding it right now, and it's hidden, hidden, hidden pain. You've disguised the pain by a smile on your face all the all the while while you're dying on the inside. You don't know what to do. I'm preaching. Am I okay right now? In Mark chapter 5 says this it says in verse 26 it says that she had suffered many things of many physicians she spent all that she had and nothing bettered but rather grew worse. She had suffered and instead of getting better the Bible says she got worse. Have you ever tried to fix something yourself and in the end instead of it making better you made it worse? Have you ever tried to do something to make the situation better, but in the end it didn't get better, but it just got worse? Have you ever done something that you thought, you know what, uh, if I do this, this will make me feel better for now, but in the end it didn't help. All it did was made you worse. It just made you worse. There are some things that may help for a minute, but in the end, they're just going to make you worse. The Bible does not say that she didn't feel better at times. It just says she tried all kinds of things, and in the end, it just made it worse. She spent all the money she had, but in the end, it just made her worse. You better be careful how you try to fix your pain. I need somebody to hear me. You better be careful what you turn to and the people you turn to and the people you want to vent to to ease your pain. Because in the end, it may not help you, but it may make you worse. It may make you worse. You know, that's why, you know, you need to be careful who you vent to and who you talk to. And let me give a little warning here. Maybe I'm stepping into youth pastor right now, but that's all right. You need to be careful who you counsel with. And you need to be careful with the people that always want to come into your life every time something is bad, but don't want to celebrate your victories. My question is, are they helping you or are they hurting you? Mm, That was free. I ain't going to charge you nothing for that. Mm. That's why the Bible says lean not to your own understanding. Because there's some things you can't fix on your own. Mark says this. He says she uh, she, she, she went to all the doctors and she got worse. But if you go to Luke... You jump in the book of Luke. Luke t- takes the story. And he, Luke was a physician. Luke's point of view was much simpler. He, he, he just said this. He said, nobody could fix her. Mark seemed to imply that people were taking advantage of her. Mark seemed to imply that their motives of the people might not have been right and that she spent all she had. But Luke just said, listen, nobody could fix her. I want to ask you something today is the places that you are going and the people that you are talking to and the things that you are trying. Are they helping you or are they hurting you? And you've been holding on to this hidden pain for year after year after year. And I'm just wondering if what you have done thus far, is it helping you or is it hurting you? She tried all kinds of things, brother Fred. And the Bible says she just got worse. She just got worse. I want to ask you another question. Do you even know the woman's name? If somebody can stand up and give me the name, I would like to know. What is her name? You want to look in Mark? You want to look at Luke? What's the woman's name? Do we know her name? At one point, I know she had a name. But now her issue has become her name. We all know her as the woman with the... See, she's dealt with the issue for so long that now she identifies with the issue. Hmm. Some of you in this room have dealt with hidden pain for so long that now you identify with the issue. Now you think you're the issue, and you don't even know what to do because now you, that's who you are. Some of you have dealt with depression, and now you walk around and say, hey, what's your name? My name's Depression. My name's anxiety. My name is hurt. My name is pain. No, no, no. Listen, you may deal with depression, but I refuse to identify myself with depression. I may deal with anxiety, but I refuse to identify with anxiety. Depression is not my name. I'm born of the new king. Royal blood flows through my veins. I refuse to identify with the issue. See, some of you have turned down opportunities. I'm, I'm preaching to somebody. I don't even know where you are. But you are called of God and anointed of God. You are maybe even used in other churches, but you have had an issue for so long. And you have turned down opportunities in your life because you have disqualified yourself because of hidden pain. Hidden pain. And you've nicknamed yourself depression, anxiety, failure, lonely sickly some of you have dealt with sickness for so long that you don't even know i don't even know if you can come out of not being sick because you dealt with it for so long that now that's the only thing you think of you identify yourself with sickness now am i preaching I refuse to, I may be dealing with some things in my life. I I may be going through some things in my life, but I refuse to, I have a different mindset. I refuse to identify with the issue. My nickname is not the issue. I want to tell you tonight that even though the people that are around you can't see your pain, and you may be bleeding on the inside, and you may feel like you've tried to fix the pain, but you, you you just can't. And you've been dealing with the issue for so long. I'm here to tell you, if you would just turn to Jesus. Someone say amen. How many know one touch? One touch of the master. I understand the humanity side of Jesus did not see it. But the God that exists everywhere, the God that is everywhere, saw the issue, and all she had to do was reach out you see, last week, Pastor Preach touched me once again, right? Y'all, y'all were there. But there are times when you got to reach to Jesus. Some of you held on to pain for so long, and you're just waiting on God to touch you. But God is waiting on you to pick yourself up. You've identified yourself for so long. Maybe even God's trying to help you, but he can't help you because you're stuck in the identity of the problem. God is waiting for somebody to reach out. Look at your neighbor and say, reach out. She was dealing with pain that no one could see. Pain that no one could see. I'm ending here. I just want to give you a couple couple instructions through this scripture. Some things that spoke to me and then I'm going to end. And I pray that we could pray a little bit and we can go on our way today. But in Mark chapter 5, if you could help me out. Mark chapter 5 and verse 27. When I read what the, the things that she went through to get to where she was to be healed... I believe it's something that all of us should follow. Verse 27, the Bible says, when she heard of Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, she heard. James said it like this, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing what? The word of God. The first step in getting your healing from your pain is aligning yourself with the word of God. It doesn't matter how many people that are around you that cannot see your pain. It doesn't matter the depth of your situation. If you would just open your ears to the voice of God. And the Bible said when she heard that Jesus was coming. All she had to do is keep her ears open to know that Jesus is coming. I would say if some of you would open up your ears, you've been dealing with the pain for some time. But God is coming. Listen to the voice that is coming. And when she heard, that was number one. Look at your neighbor and say, she heard. When she heard of Jesus, she, ready? It's really simple. Y'all are going to be like, she came. Y'all are like, we need Pastor Chavis back. Who is that dude? Got a fly haircut from Jordan Jurek, but other than that, she heard, then she came. After she heard, it caused an action. She heard, she came, she pressed in. I I want to preach to someone today that the only way that you're going to get out of your pain is if you hear the word of God, then pick yourself up and get to this altar. She heard, and then she did something. I don't know about you, but I refuse to stay in my pain. I I refuse to have the hidden pain. I I refuse. You know where I'm going? I'm going to the presence of God. Some of you heard there was church and you came. You didn't want to come. You didn't feel like coming. But you heard and it caused an action. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I may have some pain in my life. I may have some situations in my life, but I'm going. I'm going to take action. She heard, and then she came. Some of you are waiting on someone to call you. You're waiting on someone to pick you up. This woman didn't have anybody to call her. Because no one saw the pain. You're waiting. Oh, God, how many times have you said, oh, God, please just let him lay the hands on me and give me a word. And all along, God's saying, I've been trying to talk to you for quite some time. But you want somebody else to give you a word. (laughs) Open your ears. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the word of God is saying. heard of Jesus she picked herself up listen many of you in this room you may just leave and say that was a good sermon but you're going to leave until you do action you're never going to get out of that hidden pain until you confront some things in your life you're never going to get out of that pain and you can vent talk you can do whatever you want it it, uh, you're never going to get out of the hidden pain you've got it's gonna has to cause an action you hear the word of God and then you've got to pick yourself up And say, I'm getting out of this. Amen. She heard. She came. And then she touched. She heard. Jesus was coming. She picked herself up. And some of you were just waiting on God to reach his hand out and give you. But God is waiting on you to touch some of you need to reach out. Some of you haven't been at this altar in a long time and God is waiting on you to take a step and reach out. God is waiting on you. She heard, she came, she touched. Now skip to verse 29. It says this and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body and she was healed of that plague. She heard, she picked herself up, she reached, and she was healed, right? What healed her? See, when I'm in the youth and I ask questions, it's normally Kingston. He's always yelling out answers. But when I ask this question, I think even Kingston is like, Jesus, (laughs) what healed her? My original thought when I read this scripture is that when she reached out and touched Jesus, one touch from Jesus can heal you. And I agree with that. I believe that. But there's more to this story. Because if you go back to verse 28, we skip verse 28. Let's jump back to verse 28. For she said, if you go to NIV, you know what it says? For she thought... If I may touch his clothes. You ready? She heard, she came, she thought, then she touched. I want to talk to someone today that that maybe you don't understand how to get out of your situation and maybe you've heard the word of God and 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 you've tried to pick yourself up but She actually went a step further. She thought. Maybe you're just one thought of way of getting out of your situation. Maybe the way out of your pain is just one thought. How many know that your thoughts are powerful? She thought if she could just touch. No one saw her pain. She was getting worse. Her friends didn't see it. Her family didn't see it. But a thought drove her to reach. I just want to throw something out at you. Maybe if you think wrong, you're going to go wrong. And maybe if you always think down, you're going to be down. And maybe if you think you can't get up, you're probably not going to get up. And maybe if you think you can't be free, then you're not going to be free. And maybe if you think you can't be delivered, then most likely you're not going to be delivered. And if you think you're not going to be healed, then maybe you're not going to be healed. Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so. So. But in the contrary, if one thought can bring you down, one thought can bring you up. If one thought can bring anxiety, one thought can get rid of anxiety. I don't know about you, but I want to be like the woman. I want to catch a thought. I, I want to lift, I want to catch a thought that will lift me out of despair. I want to catch a thought that will lift me out of my loneliness. I'm here to tell you today, you can start a ministry. You can overcome your fear. You can start healing your marriage. But it could start with one thought. She heard. She came. But some of you heard. You knew there was church. You came. But you're still stuck in your seat. And you're like, that nah, ain't for me. Uh-huh. You can hear the word of God. You're in the house. You came. But if your thoughts are wrong and you say, it ain't for me. You're going to leave this place the same way that you came. She heard. She came, she thought, she was just one thought away, and then she touched. Stand with me. I feel the word of the Lord saying we don't need to hide the pain no more. For 12 years is too long. 12 years of dealing with an issue was way too long. She was one thought away. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. I don't understand if you could help me out, Brother Cody. But I'm here to tell you today that you hear the Word of God. You came, you're in the right place. But I'm wondering, is there somebody in this house that would get a thought and say, you know what? If I could just, if I could just touch the hem of His garment, If I could just get close enough, I believe God could heal you. Listen, I've been in ministry practically my whole life. And I understand How to hide the pain. And I've been groomed and taught to put the smile on the face. But I'm here to tell you today that that wasn't God's way. God wants you to walk to Him. God wants to heal the pain. Listen, I don't know what you went through, and I don't know what happened when you were a child, and I don't know what happened in that relationship, and I... I don't even know what ministry and what they did to you, what they said to you. And you may even be warranted to feel the way that you feel. But I'm wondering, is there somebody in this house that say, I heard the word of God. I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to put a thought and say, you know what? If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be healed today. Maybe this message was only for one or two people and I'm okay with that. But I'm wondering, would you just bow your heads with me today? I pray God, That as we end this service, Lord, I pray that your spirit would continue to flow. I pray, God, that you would draw your people. I pray that they would understand that there's an action that needs to take place. I'm wondering, is there somebody in this house that would step out right now? That would step out in the aisle and just say, you know what? I've been dealing with some things that no one knows about. I've been dealing with some pain that no one has seen. I've been holding it back. But I've been bleeding on the inside. I've been bleeding on the inside. I've gone so far of doing things that I didn't even want to do. Here I am, bleeding on the inside. I'm here to tell you today, you heard the word of God. If you'll come to this altar, if you'll get your mind right, if you'll reach, I'm here to tell you, I believe. you. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.